Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes, never missing one single episode. Thank you especially everybody who does that. All right, it is now time for part two of our Chuck Berry tribute here on Rock Strikes 10. On part one, I played one of my personal favorite Chuck Berry songs, and then nine consecutive covers, paying tribute to the man, the icon, the guy that started it all. So we're thanking you once again, Chuck, on this episode. We're going to do nine Chuck Berry covers and finish off with another one of my personal favorite originals by the man. We're going to kick things off here with a really fun cover here. Of course, everybody knows this song. This song got a second life on the Pulp Fiction soundtrack, so you know what I'm going to play. So let's just hit the play button. Here we go. This is Bob Seger in the Silver Bullet Band, and you never can tell.
Kicking off this episode here in part two of our Chuck Berry tribute, that was Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band and their version of You Never Can Tell, which is actually titled on his version, C'est La Vie, and in parentheses, You Never Can Tell. Not sure why, but hey, whatever. Fun fact about that song, that was a new song on Bob Seger's Greatest Hits Volume 1, and I found out a fun fact about that while I was playing the song. It went on the wiki there, and it says according to SoundScan, the Billboard SoundScan charts, that actually tracks how many records are actually sold and purchased, Bob Seger's Greatest Hits was the best-selling catalog album in the decade of the 2000s, 2000 through 2009. So that means Bob Seger's Greatest Hits, it says it beat out Beatles 1 and Michael Jackson's Greatest Hits, like, you know, catalog titles, the old albums that still sell. So Bob Seger owned the decade of the early 2000s, and I think that's awesome, actually. I think that's really cool. So, And just proof positive how just timeless his songs are. So good on you, man. I've been actually listening to a lot of old, early Bob Seger, like Bob Seger System, like back when he was still in Detroit, playing real heavy stuff. So if you haven't heard that stuff, go check that out. And before we finish off with that Bob Seger version and move on to the next cover, uh, personal story, I every time I hear that particular version of You Never Can Tell, I just get in the best mood because I definitely personalize hearing that song now with uh, when I went on the Kiss Cruise with Nola and they just, uh, you know, they had songs playing on the speakers out on the deck and as the boat was taken off and the band was about to come out and everything and they played that over the PA and it just, just made me feel good and I was just like in one of the happiest places I've ever been in my entire life with the woman I love and man there's just moments like that and I'm really glad that you know I just kind of soaked it in and it's just a great memory trigger now whenever I hear it so I'm, I'm always going to love that version now forever and ever all right how do you how do you top that well you really can't but let's move on to a really cool version we actually heard this voice on part one uh, but now as a solo artist so I, you know I'm not being too redundant here I don't think I am at least so we played the faces on part one do a Memphis Tennessee and now we're going to do Rod Stewart's solo, paying tribute yet again to Chuck Berry and his version of Sweet Little Rock and Roller.
kick off track on his mostly covers album from 1974 called Smiler. That was Rod Stewart with Sweet Little Rock and Roller. Of course, one of the most unmistakable voices in rock history. And let's continue with that trend, shall we? Pretty much for the rest of the episode here, because all the greats paid tribute to the guy who made it all possible for them to have a career for damn sure. And speaking of cover albums, one of my all-time favorite cover albums, and I realize this album is a little polarizing to some, but I love it. Uh, it kind of harkens back to my Shanana reference from part one. The first time I heard a lot of these songs were on this album. So I'm always going to have a soft spot in my heart for the album Rock and Roll by John Lennon. And here's the Chuck Berry section of the Rock and Roll album. This is Sweet Little Sixteen. don't hear it as much in John's version because John definitely took the slowed down approach to his version of Sweet Little Sixteen, which I love. 
But as a lot of hardcore music nerds might know, Sweet Little Sixteen was basically covered and given new lyrics by the Beach Boys to the song Surfin' USA. It's like, note for note, the song Sweet Little Sixteen, but just with new lyrics and... You know, I'm a Beach Boys fan, but yeah, obviously plain thievery there. So much so that uh, shortly after its release, they had to immediately give a credit to Chuck Berry for the song. So good on Chuck for getting those residuals. Uh, Hopefully he didn't get ripped off too bad in his lifetime. I I think he might have had some tax problems later on in his life. But anyway, I, I usually don't like to get into people's finances, even if I don't know them. It's just kind of invasive and rude, but anyway. Sometimes they make it public business, right? But uh, there's other things we could talk about Chuck in his personal life, but we're not going to, right? Yeah, we're going to move on. It's not as bad as looking past, you know, Michael Jackson's sins of his life. By comparison, Chuck Berry was a fucking saint. All right. We just played some John Lennon. Now we're going to do what a lot of people do in the brain. They think John Lennon, Beatles. So, of course, that leads us to the Rolling Stones from Get Your Yaya's Out. Uh, I think the only appearance of this song on a Rolling Stones album was this live version. So here is their version of Chuck Berry's Little Queenie. Check this one out. Oh, I know you're talking a lot. Let's have a look at you.
Alright, some stones! Stones, 24 hours a day. Yes. Let me know if you get that reference. But that was Little Queenie from Get Your Yaya's Out. I really like what I believe to be a dig at the audience at the beginning of that track where Mick heals the New York City audience for talking too much. <laughs> and maybe not cheering or singing as much. But Stones, yes. Stones is law, much like Chuck Berry. Another band that is law. Basically, everybody that I'm playing, especially on this episode, you should basically almost have everything of theirs. We're going to play you a rarity here. Unless you're a hardcore fan of ACDC, you've never heard this version before. This was from the Bonfire box set. This was a performance that never did get released in America until that box set. And really awesome version of School Days with the Bon Scott-led ACDC. So turn this one up very appropriately loudly. Trying to forget just where you've been You find a 
CDC and their version of School Days. As a Beach Boys fan, I bet you expected me to play the Beach Boys version of that, but no, playing you the ACDC version, because after all, I'd probably get killed if I didn't. But I do believe that is the superior version for sure. All right, we're going to stick with the hard rock for another couple of songs here. And I played the Back to the Future version of Johnny Be Good on part one, but of course, we must relive Johnny Be Good yet again. It is easily Chuck Berry's most famous song, so so why not two versions of it here on the two-part Chuck Berry tribute? Willow agrees. So, from 1988's Ram It Down, and from the movie of the same name, yes, of course, this is the mighty, iconic metal gods, Judas Priest, and their version of Johnny Be Good.
Johnny Be Good from 1988. Hope you enjoyed that. Nice little trip down memory lane there. I I think I even requested that video multiple times on Dial MTV back then as well. So, full confession time. All right. One more big hard rock number, or at least uh, one more hard rock act in a way, before we get back down to the tradition and finish up with Chuck here. And I I say sort of hard rock because I'm going to play something by Headcat, which was Lemmy's psychobilly band he had with Slim Jim Phantom of Stray Cats and Danny from the Rock Hats and really enjoyed the Headcat stuff when it came out. There's basically two proper Headcat records with all covers with the exception of, I think, one original song on that last album. Sadly, that was the last album. I, I wish we could have had more Headcat records in this lifetime, but 
Not to be, sadly. Man, a lot of fallen on this particular two-parter. It's sad, but I'm glad we have the music. Further proof by this song. I actually did play this song already on part one, much like Johnny Be Good. But it's such a great track, and I love both the cover versions that I've played on these two parts here that I just had to include them both. So, of course, this is Head Cat, and once again, let it rock. From 2011's Walk the Walk, Talk the Talk, that was Headcat, and Let It Rock. Go check out that record if you haven't heard it before. Really cool stuff. Love me some traditional rockabilly mixed in with some psychabilly. And the Lemmy factor, you really just can't go wrong. And Lemmy would love this too. He would love this segue because we're going to segue out of him into one of his heroes, and, and, you know, really just a hero to us all, right? Elvis Presley. And in my top five Chuck Berry songs lies this song for sure. And this is the best cover of it. There's a lot of covers of this song. But to me, there's none greater than Elvis's version of Promised Land. Oh, get on. Downtown Birmingham Right away 
1975 record of the same name that was Elvis Presley and Promised Land I've said this before multiple times in the history of Rock Strikes 10 but I am a fan of all eras of Elvis and I have a particular fondness of his Vegas you know quote unquote fat period because he got great stuff like Promised Land out there super cool stuff alright second to last song here I actually got to see this particular version by this particular artist live and so cool and he was kind enough to lay it down and put it on a record uh, live from the PBS soundstage special and from the last DJ tour because I saw it and remember it well. This is a perennial favorite here on Rock Strikes 10, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with one of the most covered songs of all time. And my favorite version, once again, of Carol.
boogie woogie. at the show it was like back in 2002 or 2003 that was the last song he played that night and it kind of actually confused the crowd because sadly it seemed like most of the people there weren't even familiar with O'Carroll and they were they were definitely bobbing around you know in their seats or pivoting politely <laughs> but I, I think that especially because of the intro as the intro to most Chuck Berry songs they think they're, they're gonna get Johnny Be Good <laughs> So they were just all like, all right, well, at least we know that we're keeping the beat here. It was it was funny to watch, but I especially just thought it was so cool that he closed the show with that. That's the fun thing about going to see Tom. You never know what he's going to bust out live because he does a lot of covers live, but the guy could also do three hours of hits if he wanted to. So that's uh, the unknown, and it's very intriguing. And hopefully I will get a chance to go see him on his 40th anniversary tour, although it's sold out in my city and... The tickets are going for an exorbitant amount of money. So anybody out there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, if you have a ticket hookup, I would like to go uh, with my wife to see the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers 40th anniversary show. Help out your pal Joey there. All right. The last song of our two-part Chuck Berry tribute. We're going to close off with the man himself and a latter single from his classic period, 1965, Towards the end of the Great 28 is this awesome underrated rocker right here. So I hope you enjoy it. This is I Want to Be Your Driver.
Chuck Berry closing out our two-parter here and our tribute to him with I Want to Be Your Driver from 1965. Great single there. And I hope you've enjoyed all 20 songs on our two-part tribute here to Chuck Berry. Let me know what you think. Of course, go to cnjradio.com, every episode of Rock Strikes 10. And while you're there, check out the links to the Facebook and the Twitter and that good stuff. Send me a message. Let me know what you liked or what you didn't like. And while you're on there, stay tuned for the Synaptic Podcast featuring Randy Brown and True Alternative. And also the blog post by Chris for Last Theater on the Left and Wrestling House Show. Last but not least, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard, who I'm sure are Chuck Berry fans. And you guys did this awesome outro here on the show that I play on every episode, and I love it. So yes, go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband, purchase their latest record Gone, and tell them the Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Rest in peace, Chuck Berry. Everybody else, we'll see you on the next one. Have fun. <laughs>